Hey everybody, welcome to the Irregular Search for Truth. I'm Scott. I'm Sachin. And here we go again. We're back. Yeah. Well, you're back. Yeah. Well, there's been a little hiatus in the Irregular Search for Truth production, uh, hence the name. <laughs> <laughs> well, it works on two levels. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, it's very irregular. Let's say, let's say it's only those two levels. <laughs> <laughs> only the irregular timing and the irregular method of inquiry. We don't need more fiber is what you're saying. I'm trying to imply that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, so big you, news, huh? Big news, yeah. So, uh, first of all, I guess, like, I, I, um, my girlfriend and I got engaged. <laughs> so now my, yeah, actually the first time we said it, or I was like, oh, my God, you're my fiancé now. That's just weird. It's just like, you know, it's weird <laughs> to say, like, I don't know. We, I said it to her that night. I yeah, you guys have new titles. Yeah, yeah, and it's weird because everybody, like, uh, when you try and tell a story, or, like, you're like, oh, uh, you know, big news, like, my girlfriend and I got engaged last night, or I, pro oh, no, 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 so you would say then, you would say my fiancé, but, but you said, oh, I proposed to my girlfriend last night, mm -hmm. and then people will be like, oh, don't you mean your fiancé? I'm like, no, I don't think I do. <laughs> I think I mean fiancé, I think I mean girlfriend, because at the time, when I, cause I told it in the past tense... But I don't know, maybe, maybe like, you know, in like 20 years, like you like mentioned like, oh, my wife and I, when we first started dating, I guess obviously she's your wife, but I don't know. I'll have to think about that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's one that, you know, you really gotta. No, it's not really. I, it, I, it wouldn't be a faux pas if you still called her your girlfriend. No, 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 no. I don't know. Maybe, maybe she would get mad, but that would be weird. No. <laughs> and you, uh, you had a big five week extravaganza trip in uh not extravaganza but adventure in idaho yes i did yes it was good it's not quite getting engaged but uh yeah, yeah. but it, it was cool I, what i was doing uh i was a crew leader for a uh, crew of volunteer high school students we were all out in camping basically in uh in northern idaho and working on uh trail work and uh and construction projects sort of in the back front country area you know not back front country. yeah not like not back we were where we were working was not back country in that you know you're 10 miles away from the trailhead or anything like that but we right, were right. we were camping we were not near towns or anything like that we were eight miles from the nearest town uh and it was cool man we uh our first our principal project was building a boardwalk around this three thousand year old giant cedar tree uh so you know there was this little it was cool there was this creek running underneath the tree basically really yeah, yeah it was it's strange and uh or you know under the root system and where all the soil had built up around that over three thousand years the creek was under it and so that was all this sensitive ecosystem and so we had to we had to build the trail up out of wood around it so people wouldn't trample on that wow and then our our second project was just like uh trail work you know uh, fixing trails uh in a different location and then uh and then after that we got to take a uh or the students sort of as a reward for their hard work over the course of 30 days took a four-day recreation trip we did backpacking in the selway bitterroot wilderness it's really cool yeah. I, I recommend everybody who gets a chance to go to idaho check out selway bitterroot wilderness there's a lot of cool stuff to see Maybe I will do that. Yeah, yeah. Take a road trip. I, I certainly, 
got a lot of fuel for a road trip yeah there, you know yeah, i was yeah, like yeah. oh there's so much more to see up here you know it was cool so when you said you were leading a group group of students, was it like a group group of misfits, or was it like? Uh... No, actually, they were they were really. I was surprised how good they were. You know, it was. Uh... I could just see this like being a classic, '80s movie where like, <laughs> <laughs> it was like <laughs> the nerd, and the jock, right? It's like they all come together and build this boardwalk. We you know? we could have we could have gone that route, you know. Everybody had a little bit of uh of stereotype ability in there, you know. We had uh we had the religious kid and we had the punk and we had right, yeah, uh, yeah. we had let's see like the we had a homeschooled kid and we had a hippie and you know and it was it was there were there was definitely some of that but you know at the same time they were all you know 16 17 they were still like developing into their stereotypical personalities <laughs> not not uh not yet formed but they were all like uh i guess like they were good kids i guess like how did they get hooked up to with it did they just they chose to do it or yeah they cho- they applied Okay, okay. Yeah, this I mean, is something almost, you had to apply to. It wasn't... Uh, it almost it sounds like community like, service or something like that. <laughs> well, there are similar programs that are sort of for the delinquent kids, but we don't give them sharp tools. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> These kids got to uh, use all sorts of things that you could kill somebody with. Right. So, uh, so yeah, we, we stick with the, the good kids. And they were, you know, I, I mean, like, I was really impressed I remember in a podcast a while ago, sort of ranting about like some kids on the on the on the Muni here, like graffitiing or something right, like right, that. Right. And I was like, "That's just come on, you know, what a pain." Come on! And so I was sort of I was sort of thinking like, "Oh, this might be awful." Right. But they right. were awesome. They were really awesome. It was it was a overall very very positive experience. I learned a lot. I think they learned a lot. Did so. you go by Scott? You didn't go by like Mister, like. Oh no, I went by Scott. Yeah, though, uh, I I almost got dubbed. They were like, "Can we call you Shaggy?" <laughs> and, and I said no, but occasionally it still slipped out. <laughs> In other words, they called you that behind your back. No, no, they didn't. I mean, because the it was an interesting situation in that uh, there were supposed to be two crew leaders the whole time, but the other crew leader had to switch out and a new one come in. So I was the only one who was there the whole time with the okay. students. Okay. And the first crew leader was kind of this big burly guy and they called him Papa Bear. Ah. And uh and and I got I got nicknamed Shaggy because I'm tall and I had this well, you know, we were out in the wilderness, so I had this beard growing and and it was that was sort of the origin. And also I guess uh, our mode of transportation from site to site was a big van, oh, like yeah, the mystery machine. So, uh, and I guess I do a pretty good Shaggy impersonation too. Zoinks! Yeah, like zoinks. <laughs> that is good. That is good. <laughs> a clue. <laughs> that was no, that wasn't Scooby. No. <laughs> <laughs> Scooby Goo's got deeper voice. There you go. That was that was, good. That was kind of like an Astro. Yeah, Astro had a. Astro was annoying. Hey, George. Woo! All right. Cool. It's been a while since we've done a podcast. People, forgive us. 
So is there? Are you all caught up with like what's been going on the last five weeks, or like should I? Is there? Maybe I can catch you up with things. You're like, well, I heard Michael Jackson's dead. I was number one on my list. All Michael right, let's Jackson. hear it. No, I mean that's it. Like, did all you right. know that Michael Jackson died? I I heard that. Yeah. Um. Uh. Mummer. Um. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm kind of glad we missed. Apparently. There was nothing but Michael Jackson on the news for a while, and I'm really glad I missed that. You know, actually, it wasn't that bad. It was, like, pretty intense for about, I'd say, six days. Maybe, like, less than a week, which is, like, okay, you know, whatever. Okay, but in all fairness, the uh, ire over uh, uh, the Iraq war only lasted about (laughs) four days. Right, right. <laughs> and then, I don't know if that's really uh a... So, yeah, but, like, I mean, it was, like, all crazy, and then, like, they had the funeral. Did you hear about the funeral? I didn't. So, no. basically, they, like, he was rehearsing for some uh, concert run in, like, in London. So, he had, like, rented out the Staples Center. Before mm. he died, he had currently, like, rented it out so he could practice there mm. and do rehearsals and stuff like that. So, he still had the lease, apparently. So, they basically, like, had a huge funeral from him for him or like memorial service for him at the stable center you know with like tens of thousands of people and like you know his family were there and stuff like that so i mean it was pretty wild and i mean it's pretty weird to think that he died like i mean it's just like he's so big and although he's so he's been pretty reclusive yeah yeah it's just so weird and it was also really sad because it just seemed like one of those things it was one of those deaths where it seemed like it was kind of brought on by society and himself uh-huh. You know, he had just been steadily going downhill and doing weird and weird things and acting out. And so that was, it was just kind of like, I think it was a shock to everybody that it would actually happen. Mm-hmm. You know, we pushed him too far. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Michael, come back to us. And then, uh, yeah, so that was, and there was a lot of Michael Jackson on the radio and like, mm-hmm. apparently he's like number one in iTunes or something like that. And yeah, it was interesting. And then did you did you uh, were you here for the like Iranian election? No, I missed that too. Yeah, so apparently the, there was an election in Iran, and uh, and like you know, it was Musavi against uh, Ahmadinejad, mm-hmm. and then Ahmadinejad won. But like at the time, like apparently it was like monster turnout, and they were claiming that it because it was monster turnout and based on like exit polls, like it was pretty clear that Musavi had won or like come pretty close to winning. But when they reported the results, it was like a landslide for Ahmadinejad. Oh. So there's all these people like claiming like fraud and like basically the Supreme Leader just said, well, I want Ahmadinejad to win, so I'm just going to make up some result. Mm. And so there's been a lot of all sorts of like riots and like things like that. And the whole world is watching, but like nobody can say anything because I think especially the U.S. of all people have no place to say anything about meddling in Iranian like, you know, affairs. Well, I've got some stern words for oh yeah, let's hear for them. the Iranian election committee. <laughs> okay, you guys should do your job right. Okay, <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> but yeah, and like apparently, uh, you've heard of Twitter, and and you, Mister Ayatollah Khamenei, you you can't just say this guy gets to be president because I want him to be. Uh, actually, he can. That's the thing. Oh, I stand corrected. <laughs> he, well, maybe he can, <laughs> legally speaking, but he is the supreme leader. And it just, I mean, I think everybody's learning how much power this guy really has. Like, he is, he's the supreme leader. And he just says whatever it says goes. You know? What next? A gold toilet? He probably already has three. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and then you heard about Twitter. I don't know, you've heard about that. Oh, okay. I know what Twitter is. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, all the, like, the, 
the people who have been like staging protests and stuff have been like using Twitter like nonstop to like organize and all that stuff. So it's nice. a really like weird internet 2.0 sort of all right. like revolution. It's kind of interesting. Well, if Twitter does anything good, then uh, I will rescind my criticisms of it being an absolute <laughs> waste of time. Your fatwa against Twitter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was on the verge of declaring a fatwa against Twitter, but uh, but no, I, I'll go Twitter. Yeah, well, I don't know. It's kind of weird. It's kind of it's just weird. To th- and then like you know, cell service and all this, all this new technologies. It's strange how it's kind of like helping. Or I don't know, helping, but it's like playing a part. Well, you know, yeah. I mean, it's it's one of the it's sort of uh, an old argument that's been modernized. You know, you create a a medium of free expression and free exchange, the internet, and uh, and you will have more democratic, you know, results in anything, and and that's why you know the intellectual property. Uh, uh, laws and stuff have been changing like or you know going like hotcakes in the last 10 years or so because you create a new medium where it's like oh i can sell you know a copy of this music to you it's like i own it right i own my music that i bought right why can't i sell it to you you don't i mean i'm not even selling you my CD, I'm just letting you copy it or whatever. Right, and right. and so, you know, it's like, well, I made the music and we own the rights to the music. But what is the right to the music? It's like, actually, I own a piece of code on my computer. Right. That's what I own physically, right? I, and so, I don't know. They, that That's interesting. The internet has has brought up a lot of those questions. and uh, And it's funny for all we claim, I think, to be, you know, a free market system and whatnot we're incredibly protectionist well yeah i mean it's it's because and it seems like i'm just guessing but like any new sort of medium for delivery of content like kind of ushers in the revolution you know and like right. i'm sure the printing press like hundreds of years ago did this also you know like <laughs> probably only certain people were in control of like the religious texts mm-hmm. or even like the basic like you know propaganda things like that and now all of a sudden when people can read and there's a way of distributing these things as opposed to like orally you know, yeah. telling people by word over and over again, word of mouth, you can print these things or you can like, you know, uh, put them impromptu on the side of a billboard or on the side of a pole even like and people just come mm-hmm. by and read it and it's kind of like graffiti almost, you know, it's probably opens up a whole new thing. So it's just yeah. interesting how that, you might see a lot of it like online or whatever about people talking about this around election, you know, and it's yeah. just amazing how much people are talking about it and yet they can't do anything about it all, you know. Yeah. So it's just interesting that way. Well, I don't know. I mean, like the people there can, you know. Yeah, they, yeah. They're, it they're, seems they've been working on doing something about it. Yeah, know. yeah. We'll see. But, yeah, freedom of the internet, sort of like freedom of the press. I see, I see parallels there. Yeah, it started, so. it's, it's, it's working its way that way. And, I mean, a lot of, uh, not only that, but the internet, you know, um, they've been talking about lately. Also, the a lot of newspapers and journals and stuff are having a hard time staying in print. Oh, yeah. Because of the internet. Like, I mean, they... They gave it away. They've been saying, like, they just gave it away. You know, like, they're giving the content away, or at least they have for the last, like, 10 years, maybe, and now all of a sudden they want it back. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, who goes on? I mean, this generation, like, people who are, you know, younger than the age of maybe 40 or something like that, <clears throat> came up with the internet. And, like, all they know is going on the internet and checking out news on the internet and getting it really quickly. You yeah, know? but I was thinking, actually, I, I think that when I get at, I'm currently not in a place where I would be able to get the newspaper i think on a daily basis because it would 
it would most likely get ripped off. But you but could buy I, it from a you could buy it from a newsstand. That's true, right? but that that takes more effort than I would want to put into it. I would subscribe though <laughs> if if I had if I lived in a place where you know I would just guaranteed the newspaper would arrive at my doorstep. Yeah, yeah. Would uh, you? I mean, I mean, I mean. Later, if you thought about it, like if it costs you, let's say it costs you a hundred dollars a year to subscribe the newspaper. Yeah, I think I would do that. I like. I like the newspaper. Like it's it's more of an aesthetic thing. Yeah, well, okay, it, that's what it know? is. And I think a lot of people are just realizing that they don't really care about the aesthetic, or they care about it in this like maybe once a week sort of mode, yeah. you know. But every day, and then I think they're also complaining about the the way they report. You know, it's like it's stale news. You know, it's not like up to the minute. Like you know, when I heard about Michael Jackson, I heard about it at work, oh, and yeah. somebody just went to MSNBC and then yelled over their cube, "Dude, did you hear?" And I'm like. No, what? And it's like Michael Jackson just went to the hospital. Like it was before they knew he was dead. It was like wow. all they know, all they know is he just went to the hospital, and the rumor is he had a heart attack. And then you know an hour later, it was like he's definitely at the hospital and he definitely had a heart attack. And then a and then like three hours later, it's like he's dead. But here's the thing: does that is that necessary at all? Like I I just spent five weeks out of contact. Right. Right. You know. And, uh, and it's not like, you know, like it doesn't change my life at all that I hear about Michael Jackson dying at the minute it happens or, you Actually, know, you probably had a better later. life than I did. <laughs> <laughs> so the whole idea, I think of staying connected constantly. And this is one of the, this was one of the hardest things for the kids on the trip. I mean, and they're 15 years, maybe younger than I am, you know, or less, maybe 13 years, something like that. Uh, they, you know, wanted to be on their cell phones. They wanted to be texting friends. It's hard, it's hard to unplug. And after it's your... like, yeah, it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's not what you come to the wilderness for. Right. You, know? you like, come uh, here to unplug and like, remember what it was like before all that stuff, right? <laughs> well, we did have gas generators to power the power tools, but, uh. Well, we've had gas generators <laughs> for, for years. Yeah. <laughs> That was just at Project Site 1. After that, we were all hand tools. And that that's fun. And if you, actually, a cool thing I learned is that uh, designated wilderness areas, you're not allowed to have motors in. Not even chainsaws. Uh, designated you know. wilderness areas. Is that yeah. like a it's Bureau like, of Land Management designation or something it's, like that? It's a, designa it's a legal designation that has land on Bureau of Land Management, uh, national forests, national parks. Okay. Okay. And also, I think uh, Department of Fish and Game territories also across. And so it's like some BLM land will be wilderness, right? And some won't be. And some national forest land is wilderness, and some. I isn't. see. I see. I see. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, but in those areas, you have to do all the work that's necessary by you know hand tools and and that. And it, it's kind of cool because, I mean, it, you know, you think about the impact. Okay, say you have to go clear a lot of fallen trees and stuff off a trail right uh first of all you know the trail is an impact in a natural environment but it's not a, it's not a terrible impact especially if it's a well maintained and designed trail um but then you go in with like chainsaws and clear that out not only are you you know cutting the wood and stuff like that but just the amount of noise and fuel and and stuff like that that those things make that's a severe impact in the whole area. You know, like say you're down in a valley that it could be three miles long and, you know, a quarter mile wide. Uh, you're going to be kicking animals out of that just by using a chainsaw. Yeah, you know? I mean, but 
you might be kicking animals out like in a smaller area by just like hammering and sawing that's for three, true for three days that's true but to, the like, area is a lot smaller and that's yeah. you know you, that's how you measure you know your your impact there i think interesting interesting yeah. and, and so yeah. i i just found it i found and it's also one of those areas where uh you see older technologies preserved that are now yeah. like obsolete yeah. you know like uh like, smoke signals yes yeah we didn't have the internet it was all smoke signal. Morse code. Yeah. Yeah. We, in fact, when we were on opposite sides of the valley from one another, we, uh, we just yelled in dots and dashes. Oh yeah. It was like beep, 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 beep. Nice. Nice. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> I would have been like dot, dot, <laughs> dash. Was that a dot or a dash? That was a dash. Wait, wait, that, wait, 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 what? <laughs> Start over, start over. <laughs> what else? Uh, there is apparently a, uh, oh, Apollo 11, the moon landing. Ah, uh, yes. 40th anniversary. 40, I've, I was here, happened. yeah, okay. I was here for that. I was here for that. And that, so what do you think about that? What do you think about uh, going to Mars and, and, you know, the amount of money goes to NASA and, and whatever? You know, we were talking about that. One of the guys at work was talking about how, they have like squandered their money and like they're not people i mean a lot of people say that like they're underfunded a lot of people say they're overfunded and, like they're just wasting their money or they're not doing the right thing with their money and i don't i've always been totally pro nasa and like it might mm. just be because of the way i grew up you know and i'm obsessed with like space and i love you know i grew up just like loving astronomy and the space and you know spaceships and the idea of all that stuff you know so like the idea of science and other planets and telescopes and stuff was really appealing to me so i i I am totally for the hundred percent overfunding of NASA. Like it's just like I, you can't you can't fund it enough, in my opinion. You know what I mean? Because it's like it just fuels so much interest and in, and like scientific exploration and like all that stuff. And I I think that just for me that was like all I was interested. In. Not all I was interested in when I was a kid, but it like it really captivated me. Now that I look back at it, mm -hmm. you know. And I was my friends and I always knew the shuttle names and how they worked and or at least you know the sixth grade understanding of how they worked and right, yeah. all that stuff and even if you couldn't measure it from like a monetary like income point of view or from like a scientific point of view just to have that sort of r&d that sort of research development that the government puts in there i think it's worth it and i don't think i have not seen private sector like come anywhere close to doing that for, just for the good of man you know i feel like yeah. the nasa mission and this might all be propaganda, but it just seemed like so good. You know, it's just like not for money, not for any reason, just for to see what was out there and to know, you know. And, and also to win the Cold War, though. That's, no, and, and again, yeah, like that's, that, and that's that, that was, you're right. That's totally where the moonshot came from, mm -hmm. right? But I think, and you're right, like, I mean, I grew up in the 1980s, 1990s, and the Cold War was still kind of going on. But mm -hmm. I still feel like the NASA part of it in that time was not very Cold War related. Mm. It was more just science, you know, mm -hmm. but I, I totally agree with you that the moonshot, Sputnik, all that stuff, that was very like, oh my God, they're winning. Right, right. And we have to win now. Yeah. So I'm totally for it. And I, I but, but as for a mission to Mars, I'm not necessarily for that. I don't know that that's going to, it seems so daunting of a task. Well, here's the thing. I sort of feel like if you're not going to do try and establish, you know, I mean, as a long-term goal, if you're not going to try and establish, you know, self-sustaining uh, colonies, colonies or, or, or abilities to survive in other parts of the, 
solar system or, or whatever, then then I don't know I don't know what what the you know what the practical outcome right is for a lot of these things because you know definitely you know NASA like you said it's a lot of R and D and and I'm sure like tons of materials technologies and and you know computer technologies and stuff have have been developed for and by uh, NASA but I wonder like basically from from a real simple point of view. If you've got people living sustainably on two planets, your odds of surviving as a species are way higher. You know, it was interesting. Right? My, my coworker brought that up. It's like we kind of owe it to humanity to like go and explore and find other places because we have to move off this planet eventually. That was his logic. Well, here's, and I, I, I just didn't like that. Yeah, no, no, I, I don't think we have to move off the planet eventually. I hope, I hope we make this planet as livable as possible for as long as possible. Uh, and you know, but, but I think that, you know, there is a possibility, I guess that, uh, you know, a giant meteor could come and smash it and I we'd, guess be, I hadn't thought about that. we'd be gunners. Right. Uh, I'm not, I mean, if we, if we pollute the planet to the point where we can't live on it anymore, well, we shot ourselves in the foot. Right. We, we probably don't deserve another planet. Right. Right. But, uh, but I mean, in terms of going back a bit to just like, is the, you know, space exploration and stuff worth it? I'm not, you know, I, I was all for it when I was a kid, definitely. And I'm still for it. But you sort of, when you look at what, you know, we still have a lot of other problems. You, you know, know that, I, that's, that argument's no good, though. I mean, I, we, why is that? Because you always, like, people are always like, don't we have better things to do? It's like, yeah, but we only have one Congress and somebody has to pass laws. You know, and like, you're right. Like, we can only work on the most important things, but then everything gets put out to the side, right? It has to be, like, you have to get the low-priority stuff through because otherwise that stuff's going to bubble up and become high-priority, right? And it's like, you're right, there are other problems to solve, but we have to, at the same time, take care of lower-priority situations and lower... Like, low, I mean, we have to, like, fund NASA's. We have to fund, we have to fund space research because it's just one of the things that we should do as a country, you know? And if we just put everything by the wayside and wait till we fix these problems... You're assuming that we're going to fix these problems. Well, isn't that isn't that the? Uh, I mean, now now you don't sound like an engineer anymore, Sergeant. You you, you got to be able to say there is a there is a way of fixing these problems, any sort of problem. No, okay, like well, like maybe if I was an engineer, and let's say we were, we had a group of ten people, mm -hmm. right, and then there was there was we were working on a, on a product or some sort of thing, and then all of a sudden a huge problem popped up. You know, it's like oh my gosh. We all need to stop working on whatever we're working on and fix this problem. At some point, it's like, no, we can't. That doesn't make any sense because there's so many other things we still need to do. Even if we do fix that problem, we still have to get all this other stuff done. And, you know, if putting 10 people on that one problem made it go away in, in one-tenth of the time, then maybe I could be convinced. That's usually not the way it is, right? You can't just say, oh, well, we should stop working on this because we have these bigger problems to work on. That doesn't mean that you're going to solve those problems any quicker or with the, with the proportion amount of time saved. I don't know that that study's been done. I, you know, I mean, I, I follow, I follow what you're saying, but I mean, you could just as easily make the opposite argument and say, well, if, you know, if you do have this big problem and you've got all this money going into something that doesn't have a practical outcome, right. Uh, then you could put the money into the big problem and odds are it would be finished faster 
or fixed it, faster. It was fixed faster, but would it be proportionally fixed faster? You know, I mean, like it's limiting, right. diminishing returns. Right, right. Yeah. But I mean, but what if the the question with NASA is, are there any, you know, like tangible goods that come for the vast majority of society from that? I mean, NASA would would say yes. I mean, I, I mean yeah, you know, yeah, and, I, and, and like I can only repeat propaganda at this point. Velcro, come on. <laughs> yes. No know? more shoe tying for me. <laughs> Wait a minute. How many how many adults have Velcro shoes? Um, I have none. But... Um, I. Oh but, no 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 no! Yeah. You know what? I have Velcro shoes. Are right over here. Let me go get them. He's bringing the shoes. Make the sound. I'm trying to figure out how to make. The, see, I it's oh so my god, it, Velcro has gotten way too complicated. Oh. Oh yeah. I have Velcro. Thank you, NASA. And and you know, I I sound like I'm I'm against it. I I am for NASA, but no. I think I think when you're looking at a budget. Well, okay. What would you say is a higher priority in NASA? This then, is a very easy answer or easy question. Okay. I guess. I think. Feeding everybody and Wrong. keeping them healthy. <laughs> How about that? I just don't like. I mean, the amount like if what is the NASA budget? I don't even know. But let's say it's. I would say it's billions of dollars. Sure, it's billions of dollars. Yeah. But let's say it's let's say it's twenty billion okay. a year. Do you think it's more or less? I have no uh, idea. We can look that up real quick. We should because we're probably spouting off like ignorantly. Well, should we should we actually do that? Can we do that? All right, all right, all right. Hit that right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then. Uh, See, I'm just gonna go there. <clears throat> Into we'll, this will be boo <laughs> edit. <laughs> oh, we forgot about that, right? We we need to. Oh, boo. okay, seventeen point six billion dollars. Okay, there it is. All right, so it's like about twenty, maybe a little less, or up. If it's seventeen point six, that's about twenty billion. <laughs> Let's call it twenty. Right? It might be a little less. I think it should be like thirty or forty. Just like why not? Because. Dude, we spend a billion dollars a day on a war. Right. Okay. Right. I would. I would much rather cut the. You know that out. That's what I'm saying. Right. Okay. But it's like. But we go ahead and do it anyway. Right. Like I mean, nobody ever says when we go to war. Like, well, what are the things we could spend it on anyway? They just spend it. Right. And like, are we gonna spend the 17 billion dollars on like healthcare, or are we gonna spend it on homeless people? No, we're just gonna spend it on the military or something else. Right. I mean, it's not like we're gonna spend it on something useful. They always, they, well, I would, I mean, the military is useful, but I, I agree with you about the wasteful spending in the war. That's, that's a big. Waste. I mean, it's like you find me something where like they cut something and they put it somewhere else that was better, and seventeen point six billion dollars, and that like gives you a return on something. Then I don't know, but I mean, like if they actually fed the homeless, then I would like have a different tune. Yeah, I mean, like okay, population, the, population of the country is three hundred million. million. Right. All right. How many homeless people do you think we got? Let's call it a million. Call it ten million. Just like be right. crazy, ten right. million. Let's right? say there ten million. Let's say there's let's say there's seventeen point six million. Okay. <laughs> then you got what a thousand dollars for every every homeless person? Yeah, yeah. That's all right. But I mean, we don't do that. Like we have seventeen point six billion dollars somewhere in the budget, right? If we just like left a rock and seventeen days later we could have like done that right but we don't i don't know i'm not i don't know what to say about that i mean there's no we're not going anywhere but it's just like i feel like 
you can't just say, oh, we're not going to fund NASA okay, because no, there's no, all I, these bigger problems. Because there's always these bigger problems and nobody ever solves them. Well, but I mean, I think I think there is something, though, I... I don't know. You've got to you've got to prioritize things. So and you got to say like, and, and, especially when you have a depression, you know, you got to be like, okay, what's what's the uh, and that's I mean that's when you the should first fund thing NASA, to go. right? And that's when you fund, should fund NASA. You should fund all these like kind of like educated people doing good work, you know. And it's almost like this trickle down economy where like they fund people, you know, they have research facilities that fund people. They drive certain like regions with income. You know? Yeah, but I I think that they're again like. You've got okay, all right. We've got uh, these educated people, and they, you know. But what what's the, you know, the amount per person that goes in? NASA's not a big organization. Probably not. Probably not. Uh, you know, it's. I mean, maybe it's got you know ten thousand people. Right. You know, for seventeen point six billion dollars, it's like, well, you could instead uh, fund just a bunch of like, and and seriously, like you could fund pork barrel highway projects. And you would employ a hell of a lot more people if you put seventeen point six billion dollars. Fair enough. You know? Fair enough. Uh, yeah, I mean that's true. That's true. I just they could be highways to nowhere. I just feel like the people <laughs> who would go after NASA are people who just a bridge to Hawaii. <laughs> I think maybe not for seventeen. Maybe not for seventeen billion dollars. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess the bridge across San Francisco Bay costs about that much. So. I just I don't know I'm a NASA defender I don't know why and well, I, think... I, I I agree I, I will I in in any other setting I would be a NASA defender also uh, but but I I also think that I guess what I'm I'm saying is I do see a need to prioritize your your budget things and not just have tiny priorities keep going when when the big ones are you know not working. Yeah, I mean, uh, I guess it's a different approach to project management that we have here. I felt, I okay, I feel with the government anyway. If they actually said, okay, you know what, uh, we need this money and we're going to spend it on healthcare, mm-hmm. then that'd be another story. But they're just cutting for the sake of cutting, okay. which, which is, you know, it has merits in and of itself because okay. you know we're in a deficit situation. Things that need to get cut, you know. But to say, you know, just just to say, you know, on a value system, don't we have bigger problems to solve? It's like, well, then solve them. You know, give me a solution as opposed to just giving some platitude. Like, don't we have bigger? Of course we have bigger problems to solve. We always have bigger problems to solve. But I haven't seen you solve public transportation in the last hundred years or homelessness right, but, or education. But, you know, what if, but say somebody comes up and has, has a solution and is like, hey, I've got the solution to public transportation. It'll cost $17.6 billion. Then I say, then let's do it. But they're not no. going to. But I mean, like the thing is, if you make that a priority, but the priority has always been defense. Priorities always, right. you know, all these other things first. Well, did you hear about that? Uh, they cut the F twenty two. They did, yeah, and uh, it's. I mean, they're saying, yeah, I mean, that's great. That's totally great, and I think that's a start. And they're using it so that they can put it back into the military, right? So they can. Mm. So I mean, uh, Secretary Gates said we need to get twenty two thousand more troops, and this is where the, this is where some of that money is going to come from. Right. It's not like they said, well, we have seventeen million homeless people in this country, or one point seven million homeless people in this country, and we need to feed them. Mm-hmm. And and by the way, did each one of those planes cost like nine hundred million dollars? Yes, yes. Remember each when one I, of those planes remember, cost remember that much. In the, it was like the first or second podcast where I was complaining about a plane costing a billion dollars. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah. This is what I was talking no, and, about. And the and the funny thing was, I heard actually it was John McCain who said, uh, the the real telling thing is, need, none of these they already have you know a few hundred F twenty twos flying, 
but none of them are used in Iraq and Afghanistan. Right. I mean, it's like, dude, seriously, $900 million for yeah. one plane. How about just a hundred million dollars for like ninety planes or something, or like nine, nine planes? Crap planes? Yeah, and well, it's like all right, they're expendable. No, no, I mean, I mean, no. Here's the thing. Well, if they were unmanned, I would say yeah, sure. But but I mean, if I were a fighter pilot, I would want the best plane. Dude, you always want the best. All right, I mean, like nine hundred yeah. million dollars for one plane, which, like he said, isn't even used. Oh, yeah, I mean, the space shuttle. Yeah, but I mean, it's like, like, this is like not going around to kill people. That's what I was talking about. It's like, maybe back in the day it was Cold War related, but this, like, anyway, the way I was sold when I was in sixth grade was that NASA is for the pure good of man. Oh, I and I I think that it could be, and it should be, and it it probably is. Anyway, I don't know. I just, oh. (laughs) 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 So, uh, one more thing. Apparently, Barack Obama got elected. Did you hear about that? I did hear about that. That's good. (laughs) President now. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Nice. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> have we have we discovered anything on this? Do we need to find some truth? We were about to find some truth on the last podcast. What were we talking about? Do you believe in God? Oh wow, uh, yeah. serious. And serious. here ends the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> should, we, should we end it now? All right, sure. Or do you want to keep going? Let's go for ten minutes. Why not? Give, okay. give, give the people what they want, which is more. Have you, know? you have you noticed how many of these have been downloaded? Uh, a thousand. I think we're in the tens of thousands. Are you kidding me? I am. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, okay, uh, to catch you up, another thing that happened is I went down to San Diego. Oh, cool. To visit uh, some people we know down there, and I uh, had a little listener party. In, right. Impromptu. All impromptu. Right. So I got some positive feedback. Okay. People were listening. We had a whole discussion about, uh, I think, some feedback from last time, is that... Uh, like we remember, we had that discussion about uh, that team, the little uh, girls basketball team. Oh yeah, it was very controversial. Oh okay. Some people were like on your side, some people were on my side. I was saying, you know, it's like ridiculous that this guy is breaking the rules, whatever. But we had a little. No, but they weren't breaking the rules. That was the thing. We, we could go into that again. <laughs> <laughs> but the point is, they were all saying that was totally right. Uh, <laughs> I've been shouted down by the no, no, that was uneducated <laughs> masses. No, but it was it was fun. It was like we had a little listener party. We talked about the podcast. It seems like things are going well. Okay. So yeah, like people were enjoying it, and I was like, it was fun. You know, we so, should probably edit out this portion of the podcast where we're talking about the podcast. It's like a meta podcast, I think. Is that the word? It's, people... it's far too self referential. <laughs> this is this is pod narcissism. Right Remember here. that time I podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about other podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, anything, like, what are you looking forward to now that you're back? Oh, okay. So, yeah, well, this is probably material enough for a whole other podcast, but I'll try and condense it here. Uh, Crossroads. Crossroads. Yeah, here I am again. Uh, Unemployed. (laughs) It's nice I come back. You know, it's that's one of the good things about the sort of jobs I get. All my expenses are covered for a while I'm there. So I come back and it's like, oh, I have a few thousand dollars of just sort of like cushion. that's like yeah. more than people save in three weeks or five weeks, right? Like, I, I mean, saving $2,000 or whatever, how many thousands of dollars yeah. you saved over five weeks, that's huge. So I feel pretty good about that. But uh, but I do need to find some sort of employment. So I'm I'm uh, looking at, you know, but I I don't know. When I came back from South America last time, sort of in the same shoes, I was, I was really like motivated to find uh, to find something. Not the same literal shoes. <laughs> <laughs> um. These are new. 
Oh, wow. Uh, but I broke them in up in Idaho. Uh, but I was in the same shoes in terms of like, you know, trying to find work and, and that sort of thing and finding a career, basically. Uh, but now I'm sort of like, ah, I can't seem, I never have luck finding work in the Bay Area. Yeah. I seem to find work elsewhere pretty right. easily. Right. But uh, but work in the Bay Area is kind of hard to come by. And I don't, you know, and, and one of my students was like, hey, well, do you like, what about like finding work at like a coffee shop or something like that? And it's like, well, I can find more interesting things to do. That's like a high schooler telling you that, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's like, on the one hand, you know, I didn't want to be a snob. You know, I'm not above working at a coffee shop. I'm not above working with my hands and stuff like that. Uh, I do that. But, but I find that sort of stuff that, you know, like going working on trails, I find that a lot more rewarding to me right. than something that would, you know, pay. So I'm not complaining that I can't find a job. I'm, com I'm not complaining. I, just the fact that is that I have trouble finding jobs that I want in this area. Well, and it's funny that you say in this area because, like, it's not like there's some other place that is better, like Seattle or, like, Phoenix or L.A. It's like you go to South America. You're talking yeah. about other places, like other like continents, yes, or like the wilderness of Idaho. This, these yes. are the places you know. Because <laughs> like you know, I'm like, wait a minute, are you like just in the San Francisco Bay Area? You can't find. Like, wait a minute, you're going to South America. Uh, I'm I'm a native, you know. I I was born and raised here. I I like it. Uh, I like it plenty, and and that's why I am here, and I have sort of this as home base. Uh, and you know, I I'm sure I will find some sort of job to uh hold me over until the next thing yeah comes along uh but but i've also you know i'm sort of like well uh do i want to do i want to go back to school do i want to uh pick a particular career path you know or uh or do i want to do something more on the creative end and so i'm you know i'm at this crossroads and sort yeah. of looking down various paths and saying you know what what's it look like down there and that's where i'm at you know, signed up for the LSAT. Boo. LSAT. Yeah. Law. Lawyers are bad. Um, hey. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, is your, your fiance? <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, signed up for that test. Uh, looking at uh, graduate programs. Looking at, um, you know, uh, community college also. So I'm, I'm looking all across the spectrum there. You could probably, I mean, I guess you have a master's degree, right? You could even teach, I mean, uh, at a community college or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I'm yeah, sure they're I not. Guess I could. This is probably uh, not a lucrative hiring uh, environment. Period. Yeah, yeah I but, don't think they're hiring. I mean, that you actually, especially because they're probably supported by the federal and state governments, which are both, in our cases, California and oh my god, the whole budget thing is another yeah. story altogether. Yeah. But anywho, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I think that are, that's a good cap to the uh, the first return. Yeah, when uh, when we come back next time, I'll have made a life decision. Wow. <laughs> wow Stay that's, tuned. That's a lot of pressure. Yeah, well, you know, you heard it here first. Yeah, well, maybe, maybe uh, you know, if you guys feel like, if you're out there, all 10,000 of you, send in some uh, topics that you'd like us to cover. There you go. Do we have an email address? No, but we could open one up. Let's do irregular search for truth at gmail.com. All right, if that's not taken, then it's it's ours. It's not should it be should it have the in front of it. Regular search for truth. The, 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 what do you think? That's a lot of words already. Regular search for truth. I like it. Regular, regular search, search for, for truth, truth at gmail.com. And if it's not that, I will put it on the webpage and link to something else. But I'm sure it's not taken. All right. Cool. All right. If well, anyone then. writes us, I'll be so surprised. <laughs>
<laughs> they will. I'm looking forward to it. It'll, I mean, we like I said, we're getting like tens of thousands of listeners. Great, all you people out there in podcast land. They're blowing up my cell phone. It's crazy, dude. Bless you all. <laughs> Until next time. Thank you. This has been the Irregular Search for Truth.